Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Lindsay Lohan, Speak from 2004. That's a 1995 Jell-O commercial starring longtime Jell-O spokesman and horrible monster Bill Cosby. The comedian and sex offender is rapping and dancing in a purple room with several children. One of these children was a nine-year-old child model named Lindsay Lohan. Lohan had been with the Ford Modeling Agency since she was just three years old. She would go on to model for brands like Abercrombie Kids and Calvin Klein Kids, as well as starring in over 60 commercials. One year after her Jell-O commercial, she was cast as Allie Fowler in the NBC soap opera Another World. She only lasted one year on Another World before she was on to bigger and better things. Hallie and her dad are from California. Annie and her mom are from London. Annie and Hallie are going to meet for the first time. That's my mom. That's my dad. And you and I are like, like sisters. We're like twins. The Parent Trap was a remake of the 1961 film of the same name. Released in American theaters on July 29, 1998, Lohan's debut film performance received positive reviews, playing twins separated at birth. She had reportedly beat out over 1,500 young actresses who'd auditioned for the roles. In its opening weekend, The Parent Trap grossed over $11 million in the U.S. and Canada, putting it at number two at the box office, just behind Saving Private Ryan. By the end of its run, The Parent Trap grossed over $92 million worldwide. Its success led the 12-year-old Lindsay Lohan to sign a three-picture deal with Disney, though she would take a little break from acting for a few years to go back to school. Then after a few television movies, Lohan starred alongside Jamie Lee Curtis in 2003's Freaky Friday. The body swap comedy earned over $160 million worldwide and received mostly positive reviews. Roger Ebert gave the film three stars instead of Lohan that she possesses, quote, that Jodie Foster sort of seriousness and intent focus beneath her teenage persona, end quote. She plays a teenage musician named Anna Coleman. Lohan trained for a year learning to play the guitar before filming began. Though her guitar playing would be overdubbed by a studio musician, she did sing and record a song for the film's soundtrack. Lohan performs Ultimate with her band in the film during the end credits. And it's also the opening track of the film's soundtrack and was released as a single to Radio Disney to promote the film. The song peaked at number 18 on Radio Disney's Top 30. The soundtrack itself would peak at number 19 on the Billboard 200 in addition to Going Gold. In an August 2003 interview with People magazine, Lohan was asked about Ultimate and if there was a singing career in her future, to which she replied, quote, 
I've always loved to sing and dance. I've just never really taken the time to pursue it, and I wasn't old enough. I feel like if I want to come out with my music and I want it to have a certain edge to it, then I should be age-appropriate for it and let my fans kind of grow with me instead of just coming out and have people just be like, what is she doing? I've been trying to find my style. I co-wrote lots of demos with Emilio Estefan and I'm meeting with labels, so we'll see where that takes me. Hopefully everything will go as planned and go really well. End quote. It's true. About one month prior to the production of Freaky Friday, Lohan had signed a five-album production deal with Gloria Estefan's husband, Emilio Estefan. Lohan had stated on her website as early as 2001 that she was going to make an album, and this was even before that deal. But that deal sat dormant for a while while Lohan had a busy 2004 ahead of her. The teen musical Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen would be released on February 20, 2004. This time, Lohan recorded four songs for the film's soundtrack, one of which, Drama Queen, parentheses, That Girl, she even co-wrote. It was released as a single and also enjoyed some success thanks to airplay on Radio Disney and the Disney Channel. The song would go on to win the incredibly prestigious Best Song to Watch Your Dad Sing at the 2004 Radio Disney Awards. Her first non-Disney movie would be released in April of 2004. Why don't I know you? I'm new. I just moved here from Africa. What? I used to be homeschooled. Wait, what? My mom taught me at home. No, no, I know what homeschool is. I'm not retarded. So you've actually never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up. I didn't say anything. Mean Girls, written by Tina Fey and produced by Lorne Michaels, would go on to gross $130 million worldwide, and in the years since its release, it's developed a cult following. And it was a hit with critics as well. Lohan won four awards at the 2004 Teen Choice Awards for both Freaky Friday and Mean Girls. In June, Lohan would become the youngest person to ever host the MTV Movie Awards. She also won the Breakthrough Female Performance Award for her role in Freaky Friday. All of this success pushed Lohan further into the public eye. She began to constantly be followed by paparazzi, and her romantic life and possible party lifestyle were always being questioned in the tabloids. In August, she released another song on a film soundtrack, this time for a film she wasn't in, The Princess Diaries 2. I Decide was written by Diane Warren, but never released as a single. According to an interview with MTV.com in 2004, Lohan had actually been working with Diane Warren, in addition to American Idol's Randy Jackson, for songs on her debut album. And now, to read a quote from Lindsay Lohan, from the Natch Butte podcast, here is Jackie Johnson. I write a lot of lyrics, and I'm involved in the producing process because it's like, if I'm singing it, I want it to be something that I can relate to. I'm just trying to feel it out and see where it goes. I'm playing guitar and I also love to dance, so the music will be somewhere along the lines of hip-hop and rock. But by now, her record deal with Emilio Estefan had gone away. 
and after spending time working with Diane Warren and Randy Jackson, Lohan decided to go another direction. And in the summer of 2004, it was announced that she had signed with Casablanca Records. So, on December 7th, 2004, Lindsay Lohan released Speak on Casablanca Records. You know what? It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. What? Oh no, she did not. The album kicks off with the appropriately titled First. The song was released as a single when it also appeared on the soundtrack to another Lindsay Lohan film that would be released in 2005, Herbie Fully Loaded. Production of both the album and Herbie Fully Loaded were halted in October of 2004 when Lohan was rushed to the hospital. She talked about this in late 2004 on Good Morning America. Well, it's good to have you back here. I was worried about you, oh, young lady. I wasn't I getting my rest. Last October in the hospital for about five days. Yeah. You just pushed too hard? Yeah, I was just overscheduling myself and overworking myself and not taking care of my health and not sleeping or eating right. And that happens. You know, you can only, you can only please so many people. All of this led to even more rumors about Lohan and her possible party lifestyle. First did not chart in the U.S., but it was a top ten hit in Taiwan and Indonesia. more than half of the album in my trailer on set of Herbie. So um, it's, you know, and it's a great story to tell. And it came out just as we wanted it to, thank God. Um, and it's been a great experience. I mean, who can actually say I was recording my album while shooting the movie in the middle of scenes? It was almost better for me in a way because I had my energy was up from being on set and it just brought that much more to what I was recording. And it brought a lot of the emotions that I had on set and personal issues and feelings, which was great. The album's liner notes say that some of the album was recorded at Trailer House Studios in Ondeset, California. Get it? In addition to that, most of the recording was happening at Henson Recording Studios in Hollywood, which was the case for track two, Nobody Till You. Hey, you, I just want to take a second to tell you about an awesome podcast called The Sloppy Boys from my pals Jeff Dutton, Tim Kalpakis, and Mike Hanford, who are also in a kick-ass party rock band, also called The Sloppy Boys. What's their show about? Well, it's a podcast about cocktails. Each week, they drink and discuss a cocktail recognized by the International Bartenders Association. Drinks like Tequila Sunrise, White Russian, Cosmopolitan, Mint Julep. They also have a great Patreon where patrons, as they call them, get access to the Sloppy Boys Blowout, a weekly bonus episode where the guys talk about music, movies, TV shows, or honestly, anything they damn well please. And you don't have to be a drinker to enjoy it. 
They're just having fun, and you'll have a blast listening. So check it out for a funny, boozy, wild time. The Sloppy Boys Podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lohan is a co-writer on track three, Symptoms of You. She wrote the song with, I may say this wrong, Savan Koteka, who's co-written hits for Maroon 5, The Weeknd, and Ariana Grande, alongside Andreas Carlson, who wrote several hits for the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Up next is the title track, Speak. It was initially to be the third single from the album, but then it was swapped out for first to coincide with the release of Herbie Fully Loaded. Speak would never get released as a single. Over was released as a single. It was written by Lohan, along with John Shanks, and future American Idol judge Cara Dioguardi, and that duo also produced the majority of the album. It hit number one on Billboard's Bubbling Under Hot 100 chart for three weeks, and it had charting success around the world, including Ireland, where it became a top ten hit. Something I Never Had is up next. It was co-written by Shelley Pikin, best known for co-writing the number one hits What a Girl Wants and Come On Over Baby for Christina Aguilera, as well as the number two hit Bitch by Meredith Brooks. The song also features legendary drummer Vinnie Caliuta, who's drummed with Frank Zappa, Steely Dan, Joni Mitchell, and Sting, just to name a few. Disconnected is a song with eight co-writers. Eight, eight, eight co-writers. co-writers. 
One of which, Christian London, perhaps best known for co-writing and producing Tearing Up My Heart for In Sync in For some reason listed as a bonus track at the end of the album, Rumors was the debut single. It was originally titled Just What It Is, and was co-written and produced by Grammy-winning producer Corey Rooney, best known for his work with Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, Destiny's Child, Michael Jackson, and Jennifer Lopez. Lohan was also a co-writer alongside Terrell and T.J. Jackson, who are both sons of the Jackson 5's Tito Jackson. Here's Lohan talking about the song on MTV's Making the Video. So Rumors is my first single off of the album that I'm working on now. We're in the process of doing it. And it's basically about just kind of people spreading rumors about me and paparazzi kind of hunting people down and not giving them their space and their privacy. The thing that I want people to think is I'm not annoyed with that. Um, because you kind of work to get to that place. But it's just kind of saying, you know, just I'm going to go out and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to be a girl and hang out with my friends and stuff. So just chill out a little bit. It's normal. It's not unusual to do that. Rumors would go gold and peak at number six on Billboard's Bubbling Under Hot 100 singles chart. It was also a top 40 hit in eight other countries. Lohan was just 18 years old when this album was released. Though it received mixed reviews from critics, it spent 24 weeks on the charts, peaking at number 4 on the Billboard 200. It was the best-selling album that Casablanca Records had seen in years. It went platinum in both the US and Japan. And all of this was enough to lead to a follow-up album almost exactly one year later. A little more personal, parentheses, raw. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.